Hey there, Terrible Warriors. Justin Eacock here. Right before we start with this episode, I do want to let you know that there's a really cool thing I'm involved in right now. At the Stormcrow Manor here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, I'm running games for them, along with a few other really cool DMs on their roster. It's called the Dine DM Program. You sign up, you reserve a table, you get a fixed price meal, get your appetizer, your main course, and four hours with me. Or another DM if you don't want to spend any time with me. I thought you wanted to spend time with me. Anyways, I'll be running a wide variety of games for Stormcrow, and essentially if you've heard it here on the Terrible Warriors, you can play it with me at the Stormcrow Manor. To find out more information on the DM Dine program, head over to dmdineto.com. And that's the closest thing you're going to hear to an advertisement on this podcast. Now I will crossfade into another conversation we are having as we go into our jokey cold open and we return to Star Trek Adventures. I'm already hit record, and all of this was recorded. That's Neat. good. That's fine. This Sweet. is fine. Fun. So the, uh, it begins with a dun, 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 space. The thing we have to cross. Oh, yeah, that thing. <laughs> These are the voyages of the USS Horizon. It's ongoing mission to vent people into space. <laughs> to acknowledge that there are signals that sometimes go out, and they ping things. And then we ping them back, and then that causes interstellar conflict. And to boldly say... I have a plan. Space. The thing we have to cross. These are the voyages of the USS Horizon. Its ongoing mission. To seek out new life. To swear it was on stun the whole time. And to boldly claim we can fix it. Hello there, terrible listeners. Welcome back to a new month, a new game. I'm Justin Eacock, your GM for this adventure in Star Trek. You voted for it on our Patreon poll. Thank you. I've been looking forward to getting back to this. Our living campaign. This continues a very long living campaign that we started a while ago. And uh, uh, I have some people back at the table uh, that I'm going to introduce you very shortly. If you are not caught up on this story, don't worry. I'm still going to try and make these four hours their own adventure as well. But if you want to go all the way back to the beginning, TerribleWarriors.com on the Star Trek Adventures icon there on the home page you'll bring up a playlist that'll have all of the episodes in order that we played them in so you don't have to go through the rss feed and find them all like scatter shots throughout our other adventures so that's curated there for your listening pleasure and convenience thank you for supporting the terrible warriors so we're coming back to Star Trek Adventures, published by Modifius. This adventure we're playing is The Assessor's Gambit, and it's written by Jim Johnson, who we interviewed here on this very show. Come back, Jim. We like talking to you. And uh, I am surrounded by players new and old, because I always like bringing new members of the crew, and we're, we are returning to the horizon this time. But first, it is good to have our captain back. Hello there, Captain Schofield. Hello. Hello. It is, it is good to be back. And, and it's Connell. Yes, Connell, sorry. Connell okay, Macbeth, yeah. better I was, known I as we were in the go geek community. No, no, oh, okay. I'm just doing it in order. Cool. But we're going by seniority this time. <laughs> Dope. Okay, well, then, yes, uh, I am Connell Macbeth, better known in the nerd community as Toronto's greatest supervillain and evil genius, Dr. Terry Watt, playing Captain Gavin Schofield, and it is great to be back. 
And uh, we are going to fill in some of the blanks here, but Captain Gavin Schofield, it should be noted that every person that has served on the horizon since we started is no longer on actively serving on the horizon. Hey, they've but all for good they've reasons. been transferred away. Yes. Yeah. They well, all went to do good things. We'll it's go, not like everybody went off quit. To good thing university yeah. and uh, they never they never wrote back. Some people had to go they home because they turn your call. vented too many people into space. So they, and they uh, had to go back and sit in a corner. That's okay. We we got you a new assistant. Uh, we'll introduce <laughs> no her what? shortly. Uh, but our chief uh, uh, science officer, who's no longer serving on the horizon, but had a heck of an adventure on the Revelation last time. I'm Velvet Wells, the Velvet Duke of the Dandies, and uh, I have left the USS training wheels for <laughs> other horizons. And I'll have you know, uh, since the time of Revelations and now, along with your commendation with the Science Council, you also got a promotion. Ooh. I have decreed it so because I am the Lord your God. Uh, you uh, are now Commander uh, Lassa Bo, uh, no longer... Uh, commander Bo Lassa. Were you already a Lieutenant Commander? I was lieutenant. Oh, you were lieutenant? Okay, yeah. uh, I'm not going to have you skip a whole command then. You're going up to lieutenant commander. I, I was really looking forward to making you command. I thought you were lieutenant commander this whole time. But hey, now well, you're... Now you're... I also thought I was, so, but that's uh, not what the be, sheet Being says. promoted to lieutenant commander comes with its own uh, responsibilities and, and a little bit more pressure on your reputation and all that. And uh, 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 yeah, so that, that that's a thing. That's a thing that's happened, which is really cool. Uh, and also, though, our uh, other lieutenant, right? You're still a lieutenant, uh, right? I'm actually right lieutenant now? commander you're as actually well. actually lieutenant commander? Okay, so you're both lieutenant commanders. Yeah. Uh, great, so now you're now you're of equal rank. Equal rank. So that the How's rivalry continue. Uh, from the USS Revelation, you don't have a ship to serve on. You kind of wrecked it last time. Yeah, kind of blew it out and screwed it up. Uh, Neil Tavares playing uh, Teth Chovaquil. Chief Medical Officer. Yeah, you were the you were the CMO on the Revelations, um, but also like really a heart for the research that went on there. And even though you were the the, the doctor on on the ship, uh, because it was such a science vessel, you were also like the head of the science department and would uh, uh, like arrange all the different labs uh, labs that were going. It's like on a little small hillbilly ship. Like it was only like forty people, so like going onto the horizon is like going from a small town to like living in the big city so it's uh, it was like there's a thousand crew members here you're not gonna learn all their names uh you and and on the revelation uh, uh everyone knew teth and if you want to be uh, anywhere on that ship you needed to get with teth first so it's uh kind of going from big dog on campus to uh new kid in class uh, yeah. very quickly um speaking of new kid in class uh new to the horizon and new to star trek adventures but not new to the terrible warriors welcome back erica Hi. Um, so I am Erica Sabo. I will be playing Tazar, the counselor Vulcan on the horizon. Yeah, you rolled up a counselor yes. and a Vulcan. You yes. went to Starfleet Medical. You're a young officer. Um, this is uh, your your lieutenant junior grade, but this is actually your first assignment on a starship. Before yes. this, you worked with the diplomatic corps and you've done a couple stuff with Starfleet Medical, but you've never actually been assigned to a starship. And they've assigned you to this starship as counselor. Uh, but also as an assistant to the bridge staff on uh, uh, for Captain Schofield. And what that means, what, do, do the brass you. think you need a counselor <laughs> working for you? <laughs> I just like that whisper, I will fix you. And I'm just like, what? What? <laughs> like, what you? He's a ah! fixer-upper. That's There's, a character so, standing so, over your bed while you sleep. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, ah! <laughs> whisper. Good morning. Like, yeah. Yeah. I made you coffee. Yeah. <laughs> in, in, like as a stoic Indeed. Vulcan counselor. Oh God, it's lovely. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where actually we're going to start. Uh, you're en route back to Narendra Station, Captain, and you've got a new counselor on board. Yay! So let's just let's just do that scene. Well, good. 
always, we always need more <laughs> hands like, on counsel, board Counselor, you're just showing up with your coffee. Mm-hmm. Morning coffee. Here's your coffee, Captain. Oh, good morning, Counselor. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me here. I very much look forward to ensuring that everything will work out smoothly between uh, the two of us. Good. Okay, great. Um, I hope that the next engagements that we have going forward are... What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, according to plan? Because... <laughs> um, <laughs> Because very, you will learn that when we get out into the frontier, as I'm not sure if this is your first time out in the Shackleton Expanse, uh, on the rickety edge of civilization in space, but not once you get out there, things very often one, go crazy. One of the reasons so, why, uh, for her first assignment, she was assigned to the Horizon and on the Shackleton Expanse is hmm. uh, she grew up on a frontier colony. Oh, nice. So she's already used to being far from help okay yeah <laughs> and and being on a place that is very self-sustained and then from that vulcan frontier colony went into starfleet academy and right to san francisco mm-hmm. so it was kind of already quite used to it was noted in their record like wow you get used to like scene changes pretty well so yeah. uh, okay cool used to so that's that's, so, that's in her record you're not you might okay, be aware so of that you're no stranger to uh how things are out on the edge of space so i think it'll be a good fit Looks may be deceiving, but I do think that this will be a grand adventure. Good, excellent. And we go to credits, and when we come back, the ship's in warp, and we're getting a captain's log as we're arriving at Narendra Station. You have a little, you have a little handout. It's a good thing you had your coffee. Yeah. Captain's log, start date four eight nine four two point six. We've been recalled to the Narendra Station, where Admiral Carey has called me and my senior staff in for, major, for a major scientific briefing. The fact the other captains and staffs assigned to the Expanse are here too does not bode well. Someone's figured out how to put together some of the puzzle pieces we've found over the last several months. I'm deeply curious to see what that picture looks like, though I have to admit to a certain level of dreadful anticipation as well. You have not had uh, too much going on since Signals for you, uh, since our campaign. Um, you, uh, since Signals, the Horizon has spent doing more uh, uh, supply missions and transporting dignitaries and maybe even hosting conferences and people that are there. And, uh, and it's, it's been quite by the book uh, yep. uh, on Horizon, uh, you know, day to day. Would um, be, it's not, it's a nice change of pace. <laughs> uh, Chief Engineer Monroe, uh, who is Steve Saylor's character, uh, has been reassigned to the Corps oh. of Engineers. Uh, uh, oh yeah, he got the robot eyes. And, and yeah, and he's yeah, yeah, yeah. teamed up with uh, your pilot, uh, the con officer, uh, Steve Armstrong, played by Brent. They're both working with the Corps of Engineers on a Nova class ship that somehow survived a supernova. And you're just really glad that you were nowhere near that supernova. So that ship has been... <laughs> Uh, the, the thing is, the Shackleton Expanse only has like a handful of ships assigned yeah. to it. So of those handful of ships, one of them is now dry docked. Yep. And, uh, uh, and uh, so that's so those two people aren't on board the Horizon anymore. Uh, your first officer, Commander Haddock, has been recalled to Starfleet Security for mm-hmm. a briefing on the Klingon situation. Yeah. Uh, as someone who understands the Klingons himself, uh, he's been brought off and like... You just haven't heard from him since. And and since then, a lot of his 
um, information has been classified. So you're not even oh. able to follow up on his record anymore. Oh, he's just kind of gone off grid into Starfleet intelligence. Well, I hope he's okay. And I am so, glad for two things. One, that I wasn't there when the star exploded. And two, that everyone's okay. Yeah. The, so, the, 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 uh, you, that you, last you, statement was redacted by the yeah. way. Yeah, you, <laughs> not you, you are okay. a little concerned. Face. <laughs> uh, your science officer uh, was assigned to the revelation along with your con officer, uh, La Sabo. And uh, you haven't heard much from your science officer since uh, Revelation and the Nova class ship. There was Nova class in a Nova. <laughs> um, and, and on top of that, if we take that, every player who has played in this campaign and served on the horizon is no longer serving on the horizon. You're the last remaining original member of that band. Um, really? But, uh, of the, of the, the OG of, crew? Of the, of the OG crew. Uh, yeah. they're, not, they're not on the horizon anymore. They're all working other jobs in Starfleet. Well, that's nice. And on the crew walking the hallways it's all new faces hmm. uh i mean we still have our npcs stephen prince is still there and uh, uh, dr, dr rampel, rampel. and uh, chief engineer <laughs> churney they're they're all still on board um, boys. but but there's a lot of new faces as well a lot of new cadets there's a new graduating class and some of them uh, picked to be assigned to the shackleton expanse because that's where you make a career happen and uh and and, and they want to be out there and among those graduating members was uh uh, top of her class from Starfleet Medical uh, as a counselor had been assigned to Horizon. And you have now had a counselor assigned to the Horizon. <laughs> That's just like, I'm happy, but at the same time, I'm just like, what? Why? What yeah. do you want? <laughs> and, and she's holding yeah. a lot of like, you know, sessions with the crew yeah getting to know you and you know there's oh, um, mindfulness courses, you know, Vulcan good. meditation practices. <laughs> And, uh, and, and, and you know, even even trying to change, you're you're on your replicator in your in your quarters, and your your daily nutritional supplements have been like vulcanized <laughs> to be more bland <laughs> and stuff. It's stuff to like help your mental Breathing state. Exercises. Help you yeah. Remember. <laughs> Got to make sure you do your stretches. Yes. Yeah. None of that Ractagino coffee anymore. <laughs> Just have a nice tea. Yeah. Nice Vulcan some, tea. Some healing crystals for you here. Healing, healing crystals. <laughs> <laughs> Turning my ship into a retirement home. It already is. It already is. <laughs> ah, could be worse. So you Indeed. arrived at Narendra Station. Um, you beam on board to Narendra with your counselor in tow, who is still trying to convince you. Uh, uh, counselor, what are you trying to convince uh, the captain today? As you're in mid-argument, as you beam into, <laughs> in, in, into the transporter pad on the Rendra station. Oh, well, I mean, we are going over doing your breathing exercises every morning. Mm. It's a very important part of body mindfulness. Okay. I think that it is something that you very much need to integrate into your life in I order to... I, I have found that stern nose-only breathing... Uh, mm -hmm. like an old man does, has served me very well for a very long time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I do think that the long term... <laughs> At this time, uh, 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 a um, uh, an ensign shows up on, on the station with the daily schedule. Uh, the, the the station is a buzz. You've never seen it this busy before, but oh, you've never seen like all the ships have been recalled. Not just the Federation ships, but the Klingon ships. Uh, in fact, there wasn't room for the Horizon to dock, so that's one reason why you beamed over. There's yeah. shuttlecrafts coming in. The place is full. They've even said like essential personnel only, no shore leave for the people on Horizon because oh, the station is so packed, only invite only kind of a thing. And uh, and, yeah. and and the the ensign gives you a data pad 
with uh, the explanation on uh, the 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 Shackleton Expanse and uh, and the and and the bringing the captains together to like compare notes. Yeah. And is going to lead you to you know the briefing's already started, sir. Right this way, and he's leading you down the hallway. I can imagine also like coming in on the teleporter, the guy who's running it is just like, okay, you're in, go get move. I got yeah. like five more people yeah. floating out and there, he's, like and he's like <laughs> navigating through the crowd, right? Like he's yeah. a real go getter. And uh, well, let's give this person a name too. Um, uh, Ensign Jordan. Ensign, Ensign Damon Jordan and Damon Jordan is like you know uh, he seems like another fresh out of the academy like it, every day you get older the officers <laughs> keep getting younger yep. and, uh, and 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 so this this Ensign he's like 19 he's like fresh out of the academy oh god and, uh, and he's working his way through this crowd though and he's leading you right to Just like you get lost in Narendra but he, he's got this whole thing like mapped out yeah. of the back of his hand and good, uh, good you him. see down the hallway the Klingon wing of the of the station <laughs> yeah. that bar where you got into that oh, fight yeah. with Captain Akul yeah yeah, yeah. Stuff oh. and um, uh, and uh, and you wonder, times. you know, what happened to the Mapool, right? Like yeah. it was, de- it was, it wasn't destroyed, but it was disabled after uh, the convoy mission. Was kept? Did he get vented into space? No, as no, well? no, he survived. Yeah, he right? survived. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, he did, and he was like one of the only survivors. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, he was like a soul, like the sole survivor of he the was senior staff. Of, of his entire, yeah, like his whole crew. He was like one of a handful of people that survived. Fought that. in the hallways with Haddock there. Yeah, against against the uh, the the Orion. Pirates. If I see him, I will wave. <laughs> uh, I'll be like, "Hey!" and then I'll keep walking because yeah, because if he sees you, you he, he will wave his blade. Yeah, because yeah. oh no, I thought we we ended on pretty good terms you don't as see far Captain as Klingons Akul, go. But you do see that the Federation and Klingon uh, uh, station uh, residents are they're all they're they're they're, they're mixed right they're, now. They're, Everyone's they're, yeah, moving around, and it's mm. it's it's busy. Uh, yeah. So uh, Ensign Ensign Jordan brings you into. Um, into the briefing room, doors open. As you go in, they're in mid conversation, and you see up there on the dais uh, a uh, a Betazoid uh, civilian scientist uh, oh, yeah. that your data pad identifies as Doctor Helena Talia Farrow. And uh, Doctor Talia Farrow is not alone on this, though. It, 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 right now, it's your it's your science officer. Oh, the doors open. You walk in there, and there up uh, at the front of the room, there's like rows of of chairs that have been laid out for the different captains of the crews, and they're kind of mixed between Klingons and, 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 and Starfleet. It's not, it's not a, 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 a packed room, right? There's only five ships and the, that and like some first officers and other senior staff. So there's already, let's say, uh, a dozen or so people sitting in chairs in two rows up in front of a, of a big view screen uh, with, with uh, La Sabot, your old science officer, an Andorian and a Betazoid that you know as Talia Farrow as they're briefing the other captains on the Shackleton Expanse. What's an Andorian? An Andorian is a blue, um, oh. white-haired with, with two with antennae. The antennas. Yeah, one of the blue. Uh, yeah, uh, cool. uh, yeah. They're also a uh, uh, Star Trekky Trek fact. Uh, one of the founding members of the Federation. Oh. So along with uh, Vulcans, humans, Tellarites, and 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 Andorian, those four were the ones who signed the charter. The uh, first back like two hundred years ago. Oh, dope. so so Andorians have been part of the Federation as long as the humans have. Huh. Uh, but they also were at war with the Vulcans long before the humans got out into got space. Into space. And so part of the Federation Charter was also like bridging those two uh, uh, people together. So Andorians tend to be also somewhat stoic and honorable. They're like a blend between Klingons and Vulcans in that way, in that philosophy. They come from an ice moon. Uh, they're one of the remaining members of the Federation that still have ritual dueling as part of their society. <laughs> and uh, But are also a very scientifically Go minded, on. rational people that see the way Vulcans handle logic as being almost superstitious and paranoid. Hmm. They don't really... They, re- they, they understand reason involves both 
emotion, instinct, and logic. And expunging all that for a stoic philosophy is kind of be short-sighted. Mm. So, so Andorians tend to be debaters like Tellarites, which is why they all kind of get along, um, as well as uh, they make good security officers and scientists. And they're just, they're good people to have on board. Mm. Um, but, but they're also, they honor self-interest. Yeah. So, like, there's nothing wrong with being self-interested yeah. and put or putting the interest of your people ahead of the interest of oh, others. Oh. Other the contrarian people. in yeah. an Andorian society is admired. Yes. All right, and and those who break from the mold are are elevated in their society. So they 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 look for the outliers. And uh, so anyway, there's an Andorian that that that's your that's, that's your that's your Cole's notes there on who the do Andorians I, do are. Do I know Bo's been uh, been promoted? You recognize the pips. He's got an extra pip on his shoulder because lieutenants have two dots and lieutenant commanders have an extra ring with a black dot. Hmm. Uh, so you, you recognize the, the, the third dot on his collar there as he's up there. Uh, and uh, what are you... Um, I don't want to just narrate everything out. I know this is sure. a lot of exposition in this first episode. Wave as I sit down. But you wave as you sit down um, mm. and you see the backs of some Klingons and uh, and other uh, other Federation, a uh, lot, of, lot of red shirts in the room, a lot don't, of commanders. Don't want to sit behind the Klingons. They got big shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, standing on the wall and not sitting with his arms crossed, looking at the thing catches your eyes. Captain Akul. Hey! In the room at the briefing. That's why you didn't see him in the hallway. He just kind of sees you. I try to do my best to keep it cool and not gush because I miss him. Okay, so that <laughs> sounds like a command plus either presence or insight. <laughs> I gotta roll, roll this. Start okay. it off well. Here's your two d twenty. Okay. No assists. Uh, you're on your insight. own on this. Okay. Now, what would you think? Is this? Are you trying to evoke your presence as captain, or are you trying to do like your empathetic? Well, just, hey, like, buddy. If I see him, I'm gonna like give that him, would be that would give insight him, like, would be nod. empathy. Presence would be like still the captain. Well, <laughs> it, mm -hmm. it's up to you how you want to justify how. We, I would say command might be the one. Yeah. Discipline you just, would work in. Yeah, I was just say like like command and presence. I would say just like one captain to another. Yeah. Like give him a nod. Yeah. Like respectful. Yeah. Like see how that. Yeah, it's it's okay. a difficulty uh, difficulty zero. We're just trying to see that you don't no, like. So step I gotta on your get toes. I gotta get under fourteen, under. right? Yeah. Okay, so one of them got under fourteen. Um, the other one did not. Okay, so you will. Uh, uh, it, that ends up just breaking even. You don't. Okay. You don't get any momentum out of it. That's you don't fine. generate any threat for me out of it. Um, and and a cool just kind of like returns the exact same nod to you. Cool. And goes back to the thing, and it's just it's yeah. very it's very like. He's so cool. He's so good. Ah, he's so neat. So, Lassa, uh, you're the expert on the Shackleton Expanse now. Uh, you have been tasked with heading up a special task force on the things we have been learning over the last number of campaigns. And you're leading. I've given you uh, the bullet points. I've got the bullet points here, too. Uh, I'm, uh, I can play the role of Talia Farrow um, and, and, and help you. But you're right now uh, at the bullet point. PowerPoint presentation here. You've got some like designs of those uh, uh, the, those irises we captured uh, the images of in um, uh, the nebula, uh, matched with the signals from signals, matched with the, uh, the, the 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 readings you took on the planet uh, in tug of war before we beamed back up, along with the crystal fragments from We Are the Stars, mm -hmm. uh, and they all share the same patterns. They all come from the same common source. And and you have um, a number of bullet points here, so I'll let you let you lead through. So as I was saying, there were quite a few mysteries before us, but we're starting to paint a picture to have a puzzle that 
is bringing them all together and recognizing that while there are still mysteries, there are still answers we're seeking, we're headed toward one direction, and we think uh, they're all related to the Ralal Shal, the us. Uh, this ancient technology, we've seen it across these planets. We've seen it uh, out in space. Uh, we've seen it in the crystal fragments, uh, the pentagonal uh, architecture deep within caves, and we know that uh, they are connected. Talia Farrow speaks up that her staff, she's a civilian scientist, she's not Starfleet, uh, but she works with uh, the, Federa uh, the, the, the Science Council. Um, her staff have gone over the readings and concur that they are convinced, confident, we are dealing with a product of a single ancient species that still remains unnamed and, mm. and uncatalogued. But every other planet, there's almost everything we have seen in the expanse has their fingerprints all over it. And their territory was expansive and their technology unimaginable beyond what we have. And some of these planets haven't originated in this system. They've somehow had the, uh, created the technology to be able to bring whole star systems here Talia and take Farrow, them away. Talia Farrow brings up a live image feed from a probe sent out to uh, a, a three Class M planets in the Candidate 3 system that was that detected something unusual. When the probes arrived, two of these Class M planets are not native to this solar system. These super-Earths, uh, Class M planets that are double the size of Earth itself, um, did not originate here. Uh, we have a number of theories as to how this could possibly be, but we don't really know for sure. So, uh, so Lieutenant Commander Bo's readings uh, on their missions on the horizon and the revelations, as well as other readings that uh, the fellow captains here have provided, uh, we are convinced that Candidate 3 system uh, is uh, the next place we should be looking into. Um, but uh, they're being currently blocked by Admiral uh, Carey and the Klingon general um, because, unfortunately, Candidate 3 is among the systems that are closest to the Romulan border in the Shackleton Expanse, and it's too close to the Romulans to, to investigate. Hmm. When we were first investigating, it was the electromagnetic fields that were both shutting things down and piquing interest because of the power behind them, but hmm. we're also seeing that there are tetrion particles involved in mm -hmm. some way. It brings up another probe. There's several probes in this system, and on the third Class M planet, it's got like an orbital view of the surface, and it magnifies in, and the entire surface of the planet is covered in in what look to be stone ruins, and uh, uh, and among that, when they flip to another image, and the image kind of goes all blue and glowy, and what you're seeing here are electromagnetic and tetrion particles that are flowing through the planet like currents. Someone's building a circuit. What you're looking at planets. is one of the greatest mysteries that the Federation has encountered. And this is a constant in every single phenomenon? We have found uh, connections between uh, the ruins. We've seen ruins on a couple... I've been to the surface and investigated and cataloged what we could on, on uh, the binary planet system. That uh, So we've seen it there, and then we've started to piece as we've gone across the system that, yes, there's definitely uh, either the stone or the, uh, or the energy patterns have been very much uh, similar. At this point, Admiral Carey stands up and says, you know, 
We understand the doctor wants to see a manned mission out to Candidate 3, but it's too close to the Romulan border, and we've agreed that it is just too risky at this time. So, to compromise with the doctor, we have recalled our ships here to compare our notes, and that's where we want your ships to come in board, to uh, bring all of our data together into a single source. We are forming a task force led by Lieutenant Commander Bo and uh, Lieutenant Commander... Um, Chobokil. Uh, Chobokil, Chobokil. Uh, to learn more about the, the mysteries of the Expanse. These are not independent situations. They are connected as a single source. And what we're concerned about is if what we know, the Romulans probably already know, and the Orion Syndicate may have been exploiting that for some time now. Hmm. Uh, so it is to you know the interest of Starfleet security that we, we understand this. So they've cleared the Doctor to work with Starfleet to pile the stills together, but they are not clearing a manned mission to Candidate 3. Uh, at this point, the presentation is kind of ended and everyone's starting to stand up and there's an opportunity here for us to mingle and meet. Dr. Talia Farrow is over with some other scientists with data pads comparing the notes. They're very excited to get the information being beamed in from the different ships. Uh, Lhasa, Chovaquil, uh, Schofield, uh, and uh, uh, Tazar, uh, the four of you kind of have a moment here to either talk to each other, ask any questions to the NPCs, the admirals remaining here talking with some of the other command staff, uh, the, the the general is in conversation with Akul, uh, and the, the Klingons are there, uh, some of them are rolling their eyes at a bunch of nerds, you know, you know, sharing the data. Like the, the Klingons are interested in the security side of this stuff and the power and potential weaponry of, of the Shackleton Expanse, but they don't really have a whole lot of scientists, as we have discovered uh, during, yeah. during our time. Um, but you've got a, a, a an opportunity here before I trigger the next moment uh, in, uh, in in our in our briefing room. So I think that introductions yeah. are yes, yeah, uh, Captain, I, you're reunited. Hello, Lieutenant Commander Bo. Now it's good to see you again. Captain, see you've been keeping busy. Uh, I can't help myself, Captain. <laughs> you never could. <laughs> uh, always on the frontier, and uh, we're out on the frontier, so I need to be on that bleeding edge. Uh, you keeping well? Yeah, I mean, a lot of uh, my bleeding edge staff got reassigned to other places, so I've mostly been keeping quiet. Quiet life ain't so bad, to be honest, but I am looking forward to uh, getting back into the mix of things. I want to introduce you to my new friend. Hello there. Hi. Lieutenant Commander Chovaco. Hello, Captain. Pleasure. Handshake. Am I saying that? Teth. Teth Chovaquil. Chovaquil. Correct. Okay, Lieutenant Commander Chovaco. Nice to meet you. And this is uh, Counselor Tazar. Nice to meet it's you. Very nice to meet you as well. She has been trying to get me to drink tea and do stretches. Oh, good. Have you tried the chamomile? I find that's very soothing. It is very soothing. I'm really trying to insist that he stills these things into his life. I find that if you uh, add some orange rind, he doesn't even realize he's drinking something good for him. That's a very good idea. Thank you. I do like the idea of orange rind. They're just just talking about (laughs) managing the captain. Yes. I feel like especially for a Vulcan, Teth kind of is still a little reserved. Teth, Chobaquil, Tazar has had a history with Vulcans, specifically a Vulcan commander that uh, you might notice this on his record when you look it up later. Um, uh, Teth was kind of exiled out to the Shackleton Expanse onto that Nova-class ship. Uh, He had an up-and-coming career, everything was going well, and then he disobeyed a direct order from a commanding officer uh, that resulted in just bad things happening. Turned out that commanding officer was correct. Teth wasn't willing to look at the bigger picture and and question his commander's orders. That commander was himself a Vulcan, and Teth had always had like a chip on his shoulder over Vulcans themselves. Um, 
I think that's humbled you since, and mm-hmm, and and mm-hmm. you've certainly learned and grown. But but there's a bit of that background that, that a Vulcan kind of like if well, until you met Lhasa, your career was on a line out into the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, and now this has kind of helped giving you a redemption arc here. But you you haven't worked with Vulcan since. Yeah. So I think like reluctantly, but still like maybe extends a hand, counselor. And I also very warmly encourage that we build the Vulcan bond with warmness. one another. Yeah, there's like a, like a very slowly, like, slowly. Yeah. Is done. Yeah. yeah. Um, a, a strange, strange for a Vulcan, maybe having grown up in a frontier colony and going for for counselors. Even as a Vulcan, maybe there's a bit of like um, Spock's father, like understanding that there is a place for emotion and logic, even if it's not the Vulcan with emotion, but um, certainly a little bit more forward. Knowing how to work with others. It's strange being a counselor as a Vulcan where someone's just like, you know, I'm really upset about some stuff. It's like, have you tried not? Okay, but like like real real hot take here though. There was no counselor on Voyager, but that was Tuvok's role. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Tuvok was the advisor to Janeway and understood how to talk to Janeway on an emotional level, even though he came as logic. And and even though he was chief of security, he played that role of counselor quite strongly. So that's how I see, even though Tazar is much younger and isn't that like old trusted friend uh, yet, um, that's the role I hope she could play (laughs) is not just someone who's a counselor for your therapy, but also someone who's there to counsel Mm -hmm. and to be an advisor beside the throne and to offer an insight that Maybe the captain has been lacking with his previous staff in the past. She's Jafar to you. <laughs> oh, God, come on. <laughs> We're going to work on many things together, Kyle. We'll go out there, we will find the lab. <laughs> Do you have a daughter? <laughs> Teleport down to the surface of the planet and uh, touch only so the lab. While this conversation is going on, uh, you notice, though, Dr. Talia Farrow has uh, 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 something has gone off on her pad, and she's gone over to the, the, the briefing screen, and she's looking at the telemetry data coming in from the probes, and a lot of like signals are going off, and some of the other scientists are, 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 are kind of going around. And uh, at that moment, um, uh, 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 flashes of data come across the screen, static clouds, uh, uh, static clouds up the feed, and then a looming shadowy form shimmers into shape as a Romulan warbird decloaks, fires several bolts of green energy towards the view screen, and the video feeds from several probes wink out one by one, blink, 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 one after the other, leaving the screens blank in their wake. Talia Farrow stares at the screens and then towards the Admiral in general. Sirs, the Romulans, they've wiped out our long-range probes in the Candidate 3 system. The Admiral clears the decks. All scientists out of the room. Starfleet personnel only. And mm. people are, are, are shepherded out. And, um, uh, and, and, she, and she brings the senior staff up. Because <laughs> now it's a military matter. <laughs> Klingons are, 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 are immediately talking. You know, like that. Obviously, yeah. this means there's a manned mission on board now. And um, uh, and 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 the admiral calls uh, calls you up, uh, Schofield. Uh, how soon can the Horizon be prepped? Uh, she's already ready to go. Uh, we just need to get back to the ship, and we should be fine. Because some of the other ships are like low on supplies. They're small. They're you know one of them's dry docked. It's one of um, the benefits of piloting a barge. Yeah, is we can go for long periods of time without having to resupply. Um, but yeah, we can be ready to go within the hour. She kind of pulls you aside right away, and it's like the clans have been itching for a fight uh, against the Romulans. This okay. might be the only thing they've gone. They're heading off anyways. We're sending you along with them because mm-hmm. you've had experience with this particular ship. Uh, keep them in check, Captain. We can't go to war just yet. That's a copy. Um, 
And then she then turns around and puts a smile back on her face. Captain Akul, I understand you already have a history with Commander uh, with, with, with Captain Schofield and the Horizon. I'm going to turn, give him another nod. Cool, <laughs> just kind of very coldly. Yes, we have shared a time together. Um, the, cool. uh, <laughs> the Mapool is finally been repaired oh after the convoy mission and he immediately goes out to the general going so the mapool like he needs to reclaim his honor yep here and he's like you know they're ready to get out there and the general's like do not disappoint us this time <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. ouch <laughs> and he, he's on uh he's on thin yeah. ice with the staff because like the last time that we went out together the two of our ships like he got ruined the got and wrecked. yeah the the, the mapool got marooned out there uh and all of his staff were like killed off he was one of a handful of people that survived um that being said though he's flying a bird of prey isn't he he's flying a uh, a cavort class cruiser yeah uh, uh it's a cavort class bird of prey so it's um it's got the same like wingspan of the galaxy class ship but its living quarters are only down the stem of it so it's not it doesn't have as many crew members maybe uh, to your thousand they have 90 um, yeah well that but, was the thing is i was just like well it, it stands to reason that their ship got like ruined in that conflict was for galaxy class ship to them which was like yeah. it, it, half our size if not less yeah so it like it's it's no surprise that we walked away from that and they didn't. Uh, I'm not going to so tell them that, starts, though, Christ. Things are really fast now. As there's like a mission being like generated in real time, you'll get more information on the way, but the Canada 3 system is 11 hours at maximum warp. Okay. Uh, so uh, they start walking you out the door now as they've got their crew. Talia Farrow is coming up with like her data pads and wants to bring a data dump, but there's not going to be a whole lot of time to disseminate, and she is asking for permission to come on board the Horizon. Talia wants to come with? Uh, yeah, the, she's a civilian uh, and a scientist uh, uh, assigned to the task force that uh, Lassabo's heading. But uh, she, she, wants, she wants in on the ship, sir. And even though it knows they're going off for a fight. Do you want to keep working with Lieutenant Commander Bo? I, I want to keep working. I want to know what's going on as much as anyone. But this is, this is my project. These are, this is my research. And we're, we're downloading it all. Uh, a data dump is being delivered over to the horizon right okay. now. Uh, but I can help. I can help unpack this information for you, speed things up. I want to be in this, sir. Bo, I heard your last boat got wrecked. I'm still here, aren't I? You want to come out? Of course. All right. Grab this one. Let's go. And you? I, I'm following this thing right down. All right. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? You in? You yeah. in? All right. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's a, you, 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 you're with me. Yeah. And you're back to the transporter pad. Let's get out of here. And, uh, and the counselor is still just your shadow <laughs> walking out. I'm like, well, I guess we're not going to be staying for a tea. <laughs> so Turn much for around the meditation. She's standing like right there like, yeah. So much for the meditation class. Maybe later. Got to put a bell on you. <laughs> so you're, you're, you're back in the transporter room you're beamed on board the horizon um uh steven prince uh was i guess left in command and uh, he's already been told what's been um uh, uh what's been going on goodness captain uh, he goes and takes a position up at the deck and uh they've received their data dump but it's it's it, because of the speed to be sent it needs to be like uh, uncompressed <laughs> while you're en route yeah um and uh and, and set a course for the candidate three system and uh, so we have um, some stuff here. While you're en route, I'm allowed to give you any uh, opportunities here to um, prepare for what you're flying into. Uh, you've got the Mapool is also headed off into warp. You'll both arrive at the same time. Um, 
and uh, uh, you have subspace communications. You've got your data uh, that's being uh, brought down into the lab that Talia Farrow has set up, um, and uh, and you're en route to Candidate Three. Uh, is what would you like to do to prepare for this mission, uh, or is there something else like, hey, last you're back on the horizon? Like yeah. I know this has all happened very fast, but it's like kind of coming back home again. And um, is, is there anything you would like to do uh, before we wrap up this episode? Well, other than my stretching and tea, uh, <laughs> uh, let's have a look at that information. The the data dump. That There's a lot. There's a lot? Mm-hmm. It's not just what we got from the Renegade. It's not just what we had from the Horizon. There's also, it's coming in like from the sensor, the from all the, uh, the probes. Shit. It's coming in from the other ships. So uh, you've already seen everywhere. a little bit of what we captured our mm-hmm. first uh, few mm-hmm. times out. Uh, about 11 hours i will allow yeah. there is a role that you can yeah. do to uh to to, to, to encapsulate to, and to, to break that down i'm just bringing out our i guess now we can here. assume that the romulans have potentially found something oh yeah it would be like, uh, this doesn't seem to be just preemptively we, taking we came care of the across scenario. something that they don't want us being exactly. on the front of yeah. Yeah. reason and science difficulty of two it can be supported by the ship's computers plus science and any other science officer can choose to also assist in that role with yeah. one die Absolutely. And yeah. they can choose. It doesn't just have to be reason and science. If you have another science way you would like to well, offer your help. And then, uh, Schofield, would you like to roll for the ship? Yep. Um, yeah, sure. You'll be rolling. It's uh, computers plus science, which is a four plus. <coughs> so you're rolling under 14. Under 14. And you. I'm going to be rolling for and, me. Yeah, that was 14 exactly. Uh, I got a one oh, yeah, and a and, 19. And, and you got a one. Yes. Uh, so, and what are your focuses? Uh, it doesn't matter. You got a one. Um, yeah. So let's give you a couple of, you're going to get some momentum out of this. Um, I so got 14 exactly. You got 14 exactly. So we got two, three, we got three successes for a difficulty of two. So we got one over. You also got an advantage for rolling mm-hmm. the one. So you got another one over. Um, and uh, and I have the xenoanthropology so as a yeah. focus. So, so whatever, I'm just going to give you, you get three momentum. All right. You're going through the the data dump from candidate three. Uh, the system is densely packed with pockets of the same electromagnetic and gravimetric eddies that have permeated most of the Jacqueline Expanse, signals that you, uh, Bo, are very familiar with. Uh, the density of the anomalies in this system has no apparent source. Uh, and, and as you're going through, at this point, we can spend some of this momentum you've earned to earn... Like there's always, I know I keep reminding everyone because we there's keep more back, information but there's we can get. Spend information mm-hmm. to yes. obtain information with momentum. You can always request that every time I stop talking. <laughs> like I haven't <laughs> given you everything when I just give you the first answer. Copy that. Uh, yeah, I'm going to be studious about this. As oh yeah, well. so studious going... offers um, momentum for two answers. Right. Great. So you so... get to ask. So. Uh, Looking through that, Talia Farrow is able to point out here, um, deeply analyzing the data, the eddies from the system, they exhibit similar properties to that of gases being vented from a massive machine. But where that machine could be and how it's generating these byproducts is we just not going to be able to find that from data provided by a probe. And does there seem to be a pattern of when they're uh, opening? Like, is there a, a timed pattern? Uh, am- it just seems to be like a constant flow of of energy. It's not um, like you're you're thinking of this iris and stuff like that, right. or opening yeah. and closing and portals. We've been dealing with a lot of that. They're like, no, this this uh, this may be a source. Does it seem to be using 
our system as the like the source of the energy or is it expelling into Do, there's just not enough data here she's looking yeah. at that like the probes just didn't collect enough data before they were destroyed by the romulans shit yeah so you're kind of all just kind of standing there is there is there any possibility of trying to salvage something from them do you think we could potentially pull data off of these probes Mm-hmm. If we can find them, I do remember we tried to put uh, send one in to yeah. get any data. I that mean, we when could probes from the other get side blasted from... by Romulan yeah. disruptor bolts, they tend to be like Toast. blasted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those things are just gone. Um, but we'll we'll know more uh, when we get into the system. I said, get us there. We're do we gonna... have we been able to uh, pair uh, in terms of the data pair? Uh, anything about the eddies with the activity we've seen on the planets around them in terms of the pulses through the stone or metal or I I'm not I'm not aware no not but yet can we can we at least uh, test that theory uh, as we yeah can when we, we arrive right when we're yeah. there mm-hmm. yeah I mean that's that's what Talia Farrow is hoping we'll be able to answer mm-hmm. so captain you're feeling a little like the scientists are being sciency you have yeah. <laughs> like nine hours before mm-hmm. we arrive in candidate three you've got a crew of a lot of cadets mm-hmm. um, and 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 people around this this crew hasn't really uh, seen combat the way you did in the convoy or or even that standoff with the Romulans and signals um, I remember that these people are kind of fresh so is there something captain that you would like to do uh, as we're flying in like we're at warp when we come out of warp uh steven prince is like we don't know what we're flying into yeah right like the last image we've got he's been going over the telemetry (laughs) image of the warbird not just the probe of that video footage that you got from the briefing and he's uh he wants to run drills uh uh, on the ship and get people ready for for battle stations in case we arrive yeah like make sure people are ready um Uh, as as a co you can do uh, a, a task called rally where you give uh, gives board orders to or broad orders rather to the entire bridge crew outlining a plan or strategy. CO attempts to command uh, a, com- a command task using one of control reason or presence and without the assist, uh, assistance from the ship. It has a difficulty of zero and exists specifically to generate momentum. Yeah, it's specifically so, like opening the, the the communications on the bridge. Yeah, attention crew. This is the captain, and then the you get to give speaking. a speech. Okay, cool. Uh, so um, do I get the two dice? It's two dice. Uh, all right, cool. And we're doing, I think, what is it? Command and presence? It can be command, presence, control, I think they also control said. Control and or reason. And, yeah. and or so reason. I'm going to take depending on Depending on the extra, nature of the orders, right? Yeah, it's one extra thing. If you're giving direction, get down there and uncouple the la-da-da-da-da-da-da. Uh, yeah. That would be probably control. And reason would be a more scientific aspect. And presence is more the role of the captain. Okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to do like a, a motivational speech because yeah. we're getting into a dangerous part of space we're going up against yeah. a dangerous enemy there's a lot of stuff we like don't a, know for no reason yeah that's gotta reload my sweater really intense synth music that's playing as they're warping in well we've got one other one under one over no 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 not just over so it's a 20 oh oh okay so that generates a complication can i spend determination yes Okay. What's that do? Do I just roll another dice? You each are starting, I'll just say, fine, uh, normally you don't start with any, but you start with one determination. In order to get determination back, you will have to challenge your values. In order to use determination, you'll have to invoke one of your values. 
I have one uh, veteran uh, yeah. that I can, that I can do. So I can, I can speak as as a as a a, a wizened captain who's been in combat before. Um, but yeah, the character's wise and experience draws upon inner reserves of willpower and determination in more measured and considered way. But when I spend a point of determination, oh, I yes. can roll, and if I roll an effect, I gain that determination. Your back. veteran step is separate from values. It allows you to use determination to. Uh, oh, it's in talents. To, okay, to use that's a talent over here. So I roll yeah, just a d twenty. A d six. A d six. When D6. you're rolling for effects, and when you're okay. rolling for effects, okay. just don't roll a four or a five, or a three or a four. Five is fine. Five counts as a chevron. Okay, That's an yeah, effect. I, I rolled a five. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> one, two, five, and six are effects. Uh, one is also a one, and two is also a two, but three and four are blank mm. and aren't anything. Okay, so then five, six is and good. And five and six are chevrons. So, so I got an those, effect. and then I guess the, deter the, the determination that I spend then will be under the value of... Mostly self-reliance. <laughs> so, because that was so a... you you you're gonna you bungled that one roll, but you're actually gonna turn it into a success with spending the determination because you're out there going like we're gonna be fine because I'm your captain. And at first, everyone's kind of like, what? Like it didn't work. But then they're like, no, that will work. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's our captain. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we're, we're so, gonna take so that. Let me it's hear just... how that speech sounds. This self-reliant, <laughs> self self-reliant, so, motivational speech well, to the crew. We've got a lot of green people on board. We've got a lot of people that haven't seen combat, but that's okay. That's me. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, that's a, what? what? He's talking about me. Combat. He's talking about me. He knows my name. <laughs> Senpai notice. Looking at you, Ensign Joe. Uh, going into this combat, though... You may be rest assured that you will be going in with a commanding officer who has had experience both in combat through wartime as well as in the Shackleton Expanse and with Romulans in specific. So we have that experience on our side and also on our side we have the gumption and what's the word I'm looking for here? Uh, like that spry energy that new people bring uh, to the show. Youth. Youth. What's that? Gusto. Gusto. Yeah, like Bo, did he just gumption? Did you just say, <laughs> what's the word I'm looking Hutzpah. for? He said announcement. Hutzpah. He actually said that Hutzpah. in the announcement. That's how I said it in our parenting. That, that's how he does his announcements. It's all very top moxie. That works. We got so we got We're new people hands, on I'm board sure. that are going to bring that moxie that we need in order to get this done. Make sure everybody's at your stations and stay alert when we are coming out of warp because we have no idea what we're going to be coming into. But we've got us. We've got this ship. We have each other. And we've got the Klingons, so we can do this. Red alert. <laughs> yeah, red alert. Like, oh, fuck! That, that was my favorite part in The Next Generation, where Picard gives this big motivational speech about clear your mind and think for the traveler, and he's going to get us home. And by remaining calm and not letting our imagination warp our reality, we'll be able to get back home. Now think clear, happy thoughts and focus them towards the traveler. Red alert. <laughs> sort of like how how was I supposed to stay calm? Um, anyways, uh, thank you, Captain. Uh, we are uh, uh, minutes away from arriving at Candidate Three, and oh. in the next episode, we will come out of warp and we'll find out what exactly we're flying into. Did I generate any momentum? Or did oh I hell yeah! Uh, okay. So uh, that was a. Uh, uh, that was one it's success, one fail, zero, but then right? We, the, the so it ended up being a... two successes. So you ended up generating two momentum for your crew. So you're Dope. sitting at a nice, easy four momentum, mm. which is going to be good to use. And uh, 
uh, whenever we generate like advantages, if we can't think of an advantage to create a mm. trait to add to the scene that could lower mm. a difficulty, like restore power to the ship would be an advantage. Um, we can just convert that into momentum instead. Keep yeah. things rolling. Uh, so we will, uh, we, we, we arrive in candidate three and uh, are the Romulans ready for them? Uh, how are the Klingons handling this mission? I don't think they're going there for a survey. Uh, and furthermore, there is a mystery here in the Shackleton Expanse, and everyone is arriving at you know ground zero at the same time. Are we going to finally get answers? And why is this campaign called the Assessor's Gambit? And we'll find out next week right here at Derva Warriors. I'm your game master, Justin Eacock. Really excited to get back into Trek. The first episodes always tend to be a bit of like establishing everything, uh, but then they always tend to ramp up into a nice little <laughs> epic garbage nonsense at the end so uh my crew of the horizon uh starting at my right your left our leader of the task force on the shackleton expanse i am velvet wells the velvet duke of the dandies i am lieutenant commander bolasa and his uh, assistant really excited to be here where the action is <laughs> really excited here folks neil tavares <laughs> teth chobaquil chief medical officer and, uh, and our captain, just inspiring, just the pants soft. <laughs> just the pants. Uh, uh, Connell Macbeth, better known in the geek community as Toronto's greatest supervillain and evil genius, Dr. Tarawat, playing Captain Gavin Schofield. And our counselor, just so proud of her captain. <laughs> Thank just, you like, for that beautiful speech. Just, well, Blank um, face. Just... We haven't gone through our values. We'll do that at the beginning of the next episode. Because what's one of those values you have there, uh, Tazar? Stronger as a collective. You no, know, what's the very last one? Oh. Captain Broke, gonna fix. What? No. <laughs> it's one of her worldview values. Yes. I'm fine. Captain's Broke, gonna fix. We're gonna work on that. I might be able to, I might be able to offer some help with uh, doctor's orders. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you both have doctor's uh, orders. Yes, we do. Uh, we'll uh, we'll fill Leave in the on, on how the medical side of the ship. Uh, they can Make outrank you in rules of uh, your medical health. Oh, pish <laughs> I am the picture of health. Captain, I am ordering you to a nap. Yeah. 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 Captain, you look stressed. You should go nap. Yeah. You are the picture of health. You're the before picture. I was, she, I was thinking of taking a nap anyway. I'm taking a nap, but only because I want to. Wake me up when you get there. you told me. We're getting there in an hour. I'm having a nap. Start of a beautiful friendship. Take I do a nap. look forward to this. All right. If you're a Patreon supporter, we did have a pre-game <laughs> chat. It's available there at terriblewarriors.com slash Patreon or patreon.com slash terriblewarriors. Both of those work. And until next week, thank you for joining us on the Terrible Warriors. We'll see you next time. Be good to each other. Bye. Doodles. Red alert! The Terrible Warriors has new episodes out every Tuesday. We'll return to Star Trek Adventures this time next week for part two in the Assessor's Gambit. Now, at this point, I would be telling you to head over to patreon.com slash terriblewarriors to participate in this month's poll. But this month's poll isn't happening because we're getting ready for our season finale. Only two more campaigns are left to record. After Star Trek, we'll be playing Forbidden Lands by Free League Games. And after Forbidden Lands, Julian Spillane says he'll return to the show under one condition that we finish what we started with the Pokemon RPG. Be sure to check out the Patreon page for exclusive content like the pre-gaming chat that's already up there for our listeners, as well as participating in our private games that we're going to continue holding every month. They're a lot of fun, and oh, maybe we'll start recording some of our reports on how those games have been very soon. Star Trek Adventures is published by Modifius Entertainment. The Assessor's Gambit 
is written by Jim Johnson. And follow us on Twitter at Dice Warriors. Today's terrible warriors and your Starfleet officers are Connell Macbeth, Erica Sabo, Velvet Duke, Neil Tavares. Game Master Justin Eacock will return next week. Part two, right here on the Terrible Warriors. <laughs>